Hey guys, welcome to the Golden Samurai Show, Assassin SEO. We have the we have an SEO legend over here, Charles Float, someone I've been looking up to as well in the SEO space for the last 10 plus years. Um, so hey Charles, how are you? I'm good, thank you, and thank you for having me on the show, Ricky. Awesome. Um, so I guess we're just gonna dive right in. Um, Charles, do you want to tell tell me a little bit about yourself and like uh, how how you started got into SEO and digital marketing from UK to like being uh, the leader of Shang Mai SEO? So like, what's that all about and uh, and your journey? I guess. Yeah, for sure. So I started SEO like fourteen years ago now, or maybe maybe thirteen years ago. Um, when I was just a teenager, kind of helping out with my mom's business and some of my other family businesses and things. Um, and then I kind of just progressed from there, kind of realized how big of an SEO and how big the SEO industry is getting, um, how much of an opportunity I saw uh, in the marketplace and things. And I was only 15 and I wasn't doing too great at high school. So I basically got myself kicked out of high school kind of subconsciously <laughs> to, so that I could go and work full-time um and then when I turned 16 I got a job so I, I basically I, I lied to the to the company that I was uh, dealing with and they really needed a junior SEO and they said I was the best candidate they had but the guy didn't know how old I was and so I just said I was 18 even though I was 16 but you can you can legally work in the UK when you're 16 um but you get paid a hell of a lot less than if you're 18 right so I think it's like something like three pound fifty an hour versus like nine pounds an hour so I was like okay I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna be on a 16 year old wages um, and then at the same time, I was also working with this agency in Canada who is owned by a guy called Todd Foster, who I would probably sit, put down as my, my original mentor. Um, and I kind of learned and picked up all these skills over the over a few months. And then I got I I got picked up by a competitor agency um, who is basically it was in the same city, but it was a few miles down the road. Um, and they basically said, hey, look, we'll double your current salary if you just come and work with us. And the manager that I had at the time there was a guy called Matthew Barbie, who is now the VP of marketing for HubSpot. Um, so it was really awesome to learn under him because at the time I had all of this kind of black hat SEO knowledge and he was a very experienced white hat SEO. So he taught me a lot of white hat and I taught him a lot of black hat. So we kind of thrived out of our relationship with that. Um, and then from there, I opened my own blog. I opened an agency. I actually ended up opening two agencies, both of which I sold. Um, and then I opened um, loads of other additional affiliate websites, loads of CPA sites, that kind of stuff. And ever since then, I've just mainly been doing my own websites, consultancy and training with uh, tens of thousands of SEOs. That, that's an awesome story, man. And the, the, your mentor, that is, uh, do you mind sharing how many profit, uh, private blog network, networks you oh, have? Oh, yes. Yeah, so at the time, Todd, I can't even remember the specific number, but he owned like 8,000 or something PBNs wow. at the time. It was literally, he was, he also owned tons. I think he owned the biggest Canadian private blog network at the time as well, because at one point he was, for every uh, .ca domain that expired, he was like picking up a third of them, which is wow. just, yeah, which is insane, right? So he, he was like just, a whale. He, yeah, literally, uh, probably the original whale, but Todd has, one of the hardest grind set mentalities I know out of any anyone in the entire world, let alone an SEO. Um, he he will work every day. You know, he, he also has four kids and everything, and he's running around doing all sorts of stuff to the point where he he also um, bought his neighbor's house that was behind his house yeah. so that he could knock it down and he built his office there. <laughs> 
so that he can literally walk from his back garden straight to his office. Um, that's the kind of level of, of dedication you're, you're dealing with with Todd. Um, so he gave me so much insight into the business side of things and scaling and automation. Um, and he just taught me so much SEO stuff that I, I really credit Todd with a ton of my um, original knowledge and success and things. And we also ended up doing loads of sites together. So he owned quite a few AdSense websites. We ended up owning the biggest private RuneScape server in the world before Jagex sued us. Um, we had loads of other projects and stuff that was going on all, all at the same time. Um, and we um, he's kind of the original guy that got me into SEO, so I do owe a lot to him. How, how, how many private blog networks do you own now? I, I don't really own that many. Like, to be honest, I couldn't uh, anymore, I would say. Like, I used to own a lot more. But I slowly have been peeling away from using PBN links. Yeah. Um, I use them mostly for tier two now. So I don't really use any tier one unless it's for foreign countries. So I have like 20 or 30 PBNs in like Sweden and Norway and Finland and like all of these different countries that I have specific domains in there that I use to power up sites locally in those countries. Yeah. Um, but that's it, it. And PBNs still work amazingly in foreign SEO. If you can get the actual TLD domain so like dot you know if you're in poland i think it's dot pl and things like that if you can get those specific geo tlds um and they have good decent links on them those are some of the most valuable links i have in those kind of areas and they're super cheap to build um and the the amount of returns that you can get on the investment is just insane Oh, that's awesome. That's good to hear. A lot of uh, a lot of people have been talking shit uh, about like private blog networks recently. But I re- I remember they the uh, like that was all people used to ask about before. Um, yeah, yeah, man, that, that that's awesome. And uh, another thing I wanted to dive into, like, that, did you when you made that move from UK to uh, Thailand, did you see an improvement in your game, or like, did you notice that that your network expanded? Um, how did that affect your career as an SEO? Like going going to like I guess the digital nomad space or like that that space where there's a lot of Westerners and then like Chiang Ma's known for like SEO, the capital of the world, where all these hackers are and such. So yeah. did, did you notice how that affected your game by any means? Yeah. So I actually I I actually moved from the UK when I was the day after my 18th birthday. <laughs> I, wow. I left the UK. Yeah, so so I haven't actually spent since I've been an adult basically since I was eighteen. I haven't spent more than three months in the UK at any one point, um, because obviously then you get taxed, and I, I'd get screwed if I got taxed in the UK. So I I make sure that I don't spend uh, near enough time to to get that re, to get that tax level. So I actually moved to Canada when I was eighteen, and I lived in Montreal for about two years. Um, which is awesome. I love Montreal. It's, a, it's an amazing city. Um, and then I moved to Mexico after that for like about six months, but it was just too intense with all like the partying and stuff. And my roommate was a bit of a crazy guy and things. So I, I left the craziness of, of uh, Mexico and went straight to kind of Thailand, which is a lot calmer, a lot more chill. Um, and I've been here for nearly five years, which it's which seems insane right because I, I normally kind of bounce all over the place and travel everywhere and I guess COVID's just kind of forced me into a location um but when I I originally came to Chiang Mai because of the SEO conference so be- before there was an actual conference Matt Diggity who was already living here with a few other SEO folks um he he basically did an invite only mastermind event in 2016 or 2015 one of those two years 
Um, and he basically invited me and like a load of other uh, big SEOs like around the world to come into Thailand. We'll do a mastermind and get to know each other. And that mastermind really leveled up my game really incredibly because of the amount of networking and people that I've met. Because obviously it's one thing having, you know, these SEOs that you kind of know because of a Facebook ad kind of thing um, and you can message them and so on and so forth. But when you actually meet people in person, that's when people actually give away real uh, information and things you know they don't want to be saying things in like an internet chat room they can get copy and paste it all that kind of thing but once you get a couple of drinks in them it's, <laughs> it's all talk you know so, so in real alpha is being spewed exactly and and also it's it's one of those things where in, when in a lot of industries you wouldn't be giving what you would kind of think as your competitors because realistically a lot like Matt, for example, right? Me and Matt are probably competitors in the kind of influencer SEO space, if you will. Um, however, we're not really because we're like very good friends and we've and we've known each other for a long time. Um, and it's one, it's a it's a weird industry where competitors who are actual direct competitors will help each other and give each other a hand and, and like give it share information about the latest Google algorithm updates and things like that. And that doesn't really happen in, in 99% of industries in the entire world um so it's really kind of awesome that, that i that there is this community and there's weekly meetups here now there's loads of top level seos you've got matt diggity you've got kyle reef you've got kirk phillips you've got so many uh, high level people here even some of the lesser known people you've got like people like dominic wells who lives in Chiang Mai as well who is the owner of onfolio who's like a they're a 25 million dollar backed uh, vc backed kind of uh, seo fund basically um so you have all of these really high-level people, and whenever there is an algorithm update or wherever there is a big change or wherever there's a massive affiliate change or something like that, we all kind of group up and discuss it, and you get amazing information out of each person because everybody's in different niches and different spaces and different kind of verticals, and you see uh, very quickly what has been changed or what's been affected in the industry. Wow, that's awesome. A lot of a lot of insight being shared there. And uh, there's... A- I also wanted to dive into like some of some of the new tools that you've been using in the in the space. Is there, is there any tools that you want to shout out? Yeah, so I've been I've been using quite a few new tools recently, just because obviously you've got like this whole industry thing going on with SEMrush where people are saying, you know, it's, you can't use SEMrush, it's a war crime or something. And like then you have AHFs going down like 24-7. So it's it's quite frustrating with HF's downtime and their tools not working and things like that. Um, so within the last couple of years, I've been heavily reliant on those two really because I've just kind of got lazy and uh, just used their suite rather than kind of individual tools that are probably better. So I've been really this year focusing on finding the specific best tools for the job. So like I've, I've already done a couple of reviews of some of the tools. Um, the keyword research tool I'm using at the moment is Low Fruits. Um, the, there's another one that's really awesome that does SEO, it's called SEO-testing.com. Um, and they basically do what it says in the tin. They do loads of SEO tests. I think it's 60 something SEO tests that you can do on your website. Um, and they're really, really high level stuff. Um, and then I use, um, index me now, which is a French indexing service that I've been using to get past this problem with Google's indexing issues, because it's been a real nightmare putting up brand new websites or putting up new pages and then just not indexing for months at a time. Um, so if you can use these tools to kind of force them into the index, you're saving yourself so many months of kind of waiting and not getting any results, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, as well, I wanted to share a little story that I've actually had with Charles Flo last winter. Um, so Char- Charles here, he messaged, uh, tweeted out, like, if there's anyone that's in the SEO space that is working on Christmas night, 
uh, messaged me and I messaged him in like, this was a December 25th, 2021. And I was like, Hey, I'm working Christmas night. I'm working, grinding out. Right. And then, uh, Charles Flo actually gifted me his advanced SEO course. And that, that was like five, 500, I believe USD of value. And he just gave it, gave it to me for free because I was like, uh, I was part of the SEO community and I was just working. That's something that I wanted to mention because like Charles is really a great guy. He's, uh, he's, he's out here helping on, on Twitter. And as well as part of the community, I've seen numerous podcasts by Charles, um, contributing to like the entire community. And I just wanted to say thank you from like the SEO side of the community that like, you're doing a really great effort, man. Oh, no worries, man. I, I appreciate that as well. So yeah, I, I try to kind of give back to where things are and I understand, um, kind of, especially on Christmas, a lot of people because of COVID as well, were alone as well at, at the last year and the year before. So I definitely wanted to just make sure that people, ha- I could put a smile on some people's faces, you know, that maybe didn't have the best Christmas that they'd had years prior. Um, and uh, I guess diving diving more into SaaS now, uh, how, how, what, what do you think about co- combining SaaS and SEO? Have, uh, have you been like picking up a few projects on the side, helping SaaS products uh, scale with SEO? Because um, a lot of founders have come forth and they've said that, yes, search, uh, search engine optimization ha- adds a consistent drip of traffic to their website. And it allows them to convert and um, convert more predictably and secure customers with higher lifetime values over time. So have, have you been thinking, well, get it, jumping into this space or you, do you have any clients in the SaaS ecosystem or are you open to receiving clients that have SaaS products and uh, doing some work in this space? Yeah, so I, I, um, I've been wanting to try and build my own kind of SaaS project for a while. Um, I've just kind of been burned through a couple of developers, unfortunately, because it's hard. It is one of the hardest things about SaaS and, and kind of that whole space is finding worthwhile and very good developers because the demand is so high um, that it's very difficult to find the right people because they're normally taken, unfortunately. Um, so I've been, I, I haven't actually got any clients at all anymore. I don't do any agency or, or freelance SEO, that kind of stuff. I just purely do consulting now. So I have done consulting with quite a lot of SaaS founders. Um, and every single SaaS founder is like, oh man, I wish I did SEO way sooner than I did because it's like our number one sales channel and it's so good and all this kind of thing. Um, and a lot of them just kind of like the fact that they, you know, they start Googling that guides and stuff and their website is the first one because of all this blog content around that industry and stuff. Um, so there's also kind of an ego element to it as well. However, uh, I do think it's, it's from what I've seen, SEO does seem to be the number one sales channel for SaaS businesses. Um, and I've spoken to, and I've been consulting with so many of them at this point that it's just, I, I, I'm still blown away by SaaS because it doesn't really make sense with all these valuations and things right now. It's absolutely insane. I was speaking to a guy recently. He's on his fourth um, launch. So he's done four launches. He sold two of them. He recently sold um, a business at a 68x multiplier that was wow. not even, and it wasn't even a year old <laughs> SaaS website. So I was like, oh my God. Okay. So, so it's, it's, insane right now what the valuations are and that's more the the reason of why I wanted to kind of jump into it but I also kind of wanted to do potentially my own SEO SaaS at some point um I just have I I just have this 
problem with trying to decide on what it's going to be and then i i'm too much of a perfectionist and i want to make it too big and scale it and things and you know listen to stuff which it's that, that lends to a problem when i put my half my net worth into a SaaS or something you know yeah so I, I i have been thinking about what i want to do in the future and stuff but i right now i just really enjoy consulting at the moment more than anything i think to be honest because i i like jumping into calls and helping people and i really uh, like feel good about myself at the end of a call when someone's like, wow, that really helped. And, you know, they're over the, they're, they're, they might pay me for it, but they're very happy with the end result. And that makes me feel good. And so where, like where can someone of, could contact you for consulting needs or to book an appointment with you? Yeah, if you Google Charles Lurk Consulting, it'll be the first one that comes up. Okay, awesome, um, awesome. Perfect thing for that. Um, but yeah, but the main thing I like about it as well is I kind of, I've been able to do probably over the last two years, I've done about a thousand consultations, right? Um, and in that in that time, I've been able to go and look at so many people's businesses and kind of dive into their websites and their businesses and even like niches and industries that I didn't even know existed. You know, <laughs> like it's really interesting to find out about how they've set this up, how they're running it, all of this kind of stuff, and to get paid on pay to do it on top is even better right so i really i really really enjoy doing consulting right now um and to the point where it's kind of even offset me from some of my other projects and things because i've been hammering down into calls with people and stuff and i and as, as you can tell i have so many calls all the time with people i tend to lose track of them yeah yeah that's awesome man and uh, also like uh, going, going more into the assassin seo part yeah it is becoming more and more lucrative to start a SaaS product because of these higher multiples um, you also see like players uh, coming in like micro acquire. That's uh, that's making it mm -hmm. easier to acquire and as well as to pretty much sell SaaS products. Um, like you mentioned, you wanted to launch an SEO tool that like Hrefs recently announced about within the last 12 months that they're hitting 100 mil in ARR or mm -hmm. or was it ARR or MRR? I'm not quite I think sure. It's ARR, 100 mil ARR. Like yeah, that. ARR. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah. that like the space is growing. I remember that uh, two years ago you had in your bio um, SEO. The I'm in the eighty billion dollar industry, and it was growing at like yeah. oh, double digits year over year. So we're probably past a yeah. hundred bill now. I, I think it's I think it's twenty twenty. I think it's next year we should be at a hundred billion. Yeah, next year. Wow. Yeah, but it's it's actually completely. It's not even that's not actually the case, right? So that is what people spend on SEO. So it's the actual, uh, the, the the companies and the agencies and things, what they put into the SEO, but it's not actually what people do for SEO, right? So it doesn't count all of the hours of people's time and things and everything on top of it, right? As well as the fact that it's actually what it's generating. So SEO is the number one sales generator in the world right now. Organic search is the number one form of sales generation in the world. I think last year it contributed to $3 trillion in sales. Wow, that that's yeah. some valuable statistics. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, yeah, essentially, do you want to go through some questions that I have listed? Yeah, for sure. Go for it. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, uh, what piece of SEO advice annoys you because it's bad and doesn't work? Um, so many. <laughs> like, um, I, I, I don't know which piece. I think it's all of these acronyms that people use that are irrelevant, right? Like all of this stuff with um, LSI and TFIDF and all of this stuff. I think it's all bullshit. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's all kind of just 
propagated as industry lingo. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. like this this is the other issue. There was a recent the recent blog post by Brian Dean, right? Where he did that outreach thing where he I can't even remember what he called it, but he he basically created his own name for Linkbait. But all it was was Linkbait, which has its own name and has been a thing for like tens of years at this point, you know, decades at this point. Um, but it's this annoying thing which and I it really frustrates me where SEOs try and coin their own terminology for a thing that already exists. And that's probably the most annoying thing. And then it really confuses beginners because they're like, oh, you know, I, I, this is the tactic, this is the name of it. And actually, no, that's not the tactic. And because you're just, that's what it's called. And that's the only person that's calling it that. You don't learn all of the other stuff from all the other people about what it's actually called. So that's probably the, the number one thing for me where people just kind of coin their own stuff for stuff that already exists um, and also use just create things that don't even exist. Like LSI is, isn't actually a thing. Like it's it's from a mathematical paper from the 1980s. Like it's it's not really anything relevant to what's today at all. Yeah. Uh, is there one SEO tactic that you think is really underrated? Uh, talk about all its applications. So one tactic um, that you could use for, for in multiple channels. Uh, tiered link building, probably. That's the one thing people don't... T- people don't really talk about the, the tiering of links, especially when you get really high level links. So one of the things that I teach agencies, the first thing that they should do when they sign a client that already has um, already has been in a website for you know maybe 10 years or 20 years or something, is have a look at their links and see uh, which really powerful links they have, but they don't have any tier two links. So you know I've dealt with skincare, uh, I've dealt with a skincare company in the past that they had amazing links from like Cosmo and Glamour Magazine and all this kind of stuff. But those links were like editorials or sponsored guest posts or things like that, which were totally fine at the time. Um, and they would do follow links and all that kind of stuff. But they had no tier two links. They had no social signals. They had no internal links. They had nothing. They had no comments on the page. So they're essentially an orphan link, which basically means that there's no other signals going to that link. It's just, it's just on its own. Um, and whilst it's a fantastic domain that it's on because there's no other signals around that link the link itself isn't that powerful so when you go and add tier two links on top of it that kind of activates that link and allows it to be substantially more powerful and more effective on its ability to rank your websites so one of the first things i do when with agencies is look we'll go and look through three clients they've just signed in the last week or the last month and i'll say hey look these are the links you wanted to tier two blast with pbms or niche edits you build three or five or ten uh, edits or, or PBNs at each link, and next month their client, you know, doubles in traffic. Literally, <laughs> it's it's crazy. So it's it's probably the most least talked about and most powerful subject in SEO is probably tier link building. Here, tier link building, awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then go into what is your least favorite SEO task? Why and why? What would you um, do to make it easier? Um, probably outreaching, right? Like sending the same email 10,000 times. A lot of SaaS companies are popping up to make that process yeah, easier. <laughs> exactly. There's, this is a, a reason for it because it's, it's the most mind-numbing task I've ever done in my entire life. And then <laughs> and then you have to reply to people and, and half the people you're applying to, you have to explain what you're even offering them. So, like They don't know what you're actually even offering because they have no idea about SEO and links and all this stuff. 
So you have to kind of you have to be kind of clever about it. And I've kind of fine-tuned my process to not really mention SEO, talk more about PR and promotion and like influencers and stuff like that. Um, and you tend to get a better rate then as well, because they tend to kind of charge hundreds of dollars for a link from an SEO versus forty dollars for a link from an influencer or something like that. Nice. So it makes it a lot easier to do, yeah, it makes it a lot easier to do that kind of side. Um, so definitely outreach is just I I don't do it anymore for a reason, you know. Like, yeah. I, I don't I can't remember the last time I like actually used Pitchbox. Consulting is definitely a great, a great route, man. You've you've hit the pinnacle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can just tell them what to do and then have no responsibility for the actual book. Yeah. Um, and then I guess to just finish it off, what's your favorite city in Thailand? Uh, I know you, I know you reside in Chiang Mai. Um, have you visited Phuket or like been, been to Fifi Islands? Um, uh, what's your favorite spot? Yeah, I've been all over Thailand. I've been to Phuket, PP, um, Koh Tao, Koh Samui, Koh Phangan, uh, Bangkok, Pattaya, like everywhere, Isan, um, Probably I, I right now I live in Chiang Mai, but I want to move because the the it's kind of reaching its peak for me now because I've been here for five years and I go to the weekly meetups and I meet everybody and I know everybody. Um, there's kind of less and less that I'm utilizing, if you know what I mean, because I've yeah. been here so long and, I, and I'm one of the higher level SEOs here. Um, so I kind of just want to move to Samui and live on an island and live by the beach and things. So nice. that's probably my by the end of the year, if not kind of early next year, that's where I will probably be. <laughs> that's awesome. On yeah. That's awesome. Uh, thanks for hopping on the Golden Samurai show. And yeah, is there any last words that you want to say? Um, you can just follow me on Twitter at Charles underscore SEO. And thank you for having me, man. Okay, thanks, man. Thanks. Take care. Bye. You too.